Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Coast to Coast, presented by Wheel and Engineering and also brought to you by Hercules Tires here on the Motor Racing Network. I'm Hannah Newhouse, joined each and every week by co-host Kyle Ricky And Kyle, NASCAR was still out on the West Coast this weekend and brought with them the season opener for the Arkham Menard Series West and the Arkham Menard Series combo event at the Phoenix Raceway, uh, a race that started off with a little bit of melee. It did. Uh, a four-car crash on lap number one. After a rain delay, which is something we never, ever, ever say uh, when we go to the Phoenix Desert um, because it just never rains there. And it rained there to open the weekend. But, yeah, Zane Smith and Gracie Trotter got together going into turn number one. Jack Wood had nowhere to go. Tony Breidinger uh, was also involved in the incident. So, you know, four pretty good race cars um, torn up lap number one. And that kind of set the tone of what we were going to see for 150 laps of, of Arkham and Arts racing on Friday night. Great race, a fun race to call here on MRN. Um, I could have done, could have used a few more degrees. Um, it was 47 degrees at one point up there on the roof uh, of turn number three, but uh, all in all, great event. Yeah, it seems like uh, in the last couple of years, if you need cooler weather and uh, rainfall, bring NASCAR into town because it seems to be a curse we have been fighting. But of those laps, uh, 64 of those laps were under caution. So you'd mentioned it caution field race but when it came down to it we had a caution with just a handful of laps left uh rain started pouring or well sprinkling um with the tail end of that and it came down to Corey heim and ty gibbs to shoot it out under a little bit of a uh, sprinkling shootout and it would be ty gibbs who would outduel Corey heim for that win collecting yet another win at phoenix kyle yeah, uh, another win, a one-lap shootout. It came down to it. They were slip-sliding around that last lap because the rain was picking up. And I remember under uh, our last commercial break, under the caution flag, saying, if we're going to do this, we got to go because, you know, the rain had returned. And, uh, I mean, what can you say about Ty Gibbs? I mean, this is his, what, ninth win in the Arkham Menard Series. He has them on all different types of racetracks, uh, mile-and-a-half road courses in the NASCAR Xfinity Series um, and short tracks. You know, held off Corey Heim. He was a dominant car all night, led 125 of 150 laps. So, um, you know, congratulations to Ty. I think, and we said at the beginning of the year, he's going to be a factor everywhere we go. I mean, he he had a chance to sweep the season. I mean, just that's how good he is. That's how good that team is. Obviously, you know, he fell short in Daytona, but, you know, there's no nothing stopping him from winning these next 18 races. Yeah, and we've seen dominance like this before with such as Sam Mayer, who went back-to-back -back yep. in championships. And I think Ty Gibbs has uh, perfectly slid into that opportunity with a powerhouse team like Gibbs. He's shown he's got the experience, the driving capability. Now he's no longer a rookie, which is still so weird to me. Again, we talk about this all the time, Kyle, that these kids are 17, 18, 19 years old and starting to be considered some of the more veteran drivers. In these series, it tracks that we're going to, and Ty Gibbs is one of those. Uh, so he's currently sitting second, though, in the Arkham Menard series points. 
right behind Corey Heim, uh, three points separating the two. Leading the West Series points, though, again, that was their season opener for a combo event. Uh, Jesse Love was the highest finishing regular uh, declared West driver who finished sixth in that event. So uh, we've got a pretty good break for the Arkham Menard Series uh, and their schedule. The Arkham Menard Series returns on April 24th at Talladega for the General Tire 200. And then even a little bit longer for the West Series to continue their schedule. June 5th is the slated date for them to go road course racing at Sonoma. So uh, they get to take a little bit of a break, but we'd mentioned Ty Gibbs. I'm sure he'll be busy with some Xfinity Series races, but we're going to take a quick break. And when we return here on Coast to Coast, we're going to have Ty Gibbs dialed up to talk about that Phoenix win. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 19- Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. We talked about the Arca Menard Series and Arca West uh, combination race at Phoenix the past weekend, and we're now joined on the guest line by the winner of that race, Ty Gibbs. First off, Ty, thanks for taking some time out of your day to join us here on Coast to Coast, and congratulations on the win this past weekend. Thank you. Thanks for letting me come on. Um, hopefully we have a good little talk here. And it came down to a final restart there. Uh, caution just in the handful of laps left. Rain was sprinkling on the racetrack, and it seemed like Corey Heim was really the only one that had anything there for. Take us through those last couple laps coming to the checkered flag and ultimately dueling it out there for the race win. Yeah. Um, you know, coming, uh, we took our, we were, I had the caution came out. It was starting to get pretty slick because of the rain. Um, and then, we kind of made a couple laps. It was still raining. I thought they were going to call it for a little bit, but the pace car drivers thought differently and saw differently. So um, they fired, like, lined us back up, um, and, and we went back green. Um, and uh, coming to the green there, I feel like my benefit was kind of the starts. I feel like I have a little more experience in, on the starts there than, and then, than Heim did, and I pulled away from him and got away. And then um, I really didn't get up for the PJ1 too much because I didn't think it had that much grip with our general tires. And um, he got up there and got a pretty good run. And he get down in a three. He tried to get in there and, and maybe move me, but he just got in there and got too tight. And luckily, I pulled away and won. You let 124 of the 150 laps. Seemed like you had the car to beat all night. Uh, was it as good as it appeared from our point of view in the turns on MRN? Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, you know, the Arca series has got a lot of grip and, and not a lot of motor, so it's pretty all the cars are pretty sucked down so it's big time about just getting clean air and getting out front and my guys did a good job of getting me there and and then after that point you gotta you gotta you like go look over all your notes see how the arrow was from the last race and, and kind of get as much work as you can in before you go because 
these things are just so hard to pass and hard to race in. And speaking of that there, uh, you ran the Xfinity, you ran the ARC race, and you're now running part-time in an Xfinity schedule at a lot of the same tracks that ARCA will run out the day before. How much did you take from these ARCA races that you're able to apply into these Xfinity starts? Um, I took a decent amount, you know, like I said before, it's just completely different cars. And, um, you know, NASCAR did a really good job with the Xfinity series, you know, making them really hard to drive and a driver's car. And I really enjoy that. I really like being on the edge of, of grip and the edge of the limit of the car and how and and how it drives. Um, you know, I had a fun time in the Xfinity series, you know, Chris Gale and, and I feel like me and Chris Gale work really good in the 54 team. And it's a it's a it's a blast. How much did the track change on Friday in Phoenix, uh, you practice early in the day and the, the sun's out and then it's, then it rains and then the temperature plummets by race time. I think we were at 47 degrees at one point. Did you feel that at all? Um, and and did, did you feel the track change much from the practice session early in the day to, you know, the race that evening? Yeah, it's funny you say that because I see a lot of these drivers with cool suits and it's 47 degrees outside. So <laughs> I tr I make sure I train during the week so I don't have to use any cool suits at all. No, no protection for me out feel like it should be allowed in NASCAR in general. I feel like um, the fans as good as it gets, but I don't need cool suits for 40 degrees. And um, I feel like I'm stronger and tougher than that. And, um, you know, it track changed a pretty good amount. Um, it, 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 in, the, in the day, it was still pretty, it was still pretty cold because of the clouds and it was kind of cloudy still, but um, it, it kind of heated up. And then right when it rained, the track lost all the grip again. Um, like we didn't lay out too much rubber so once all that kind of went away um it, it we kind of just fired off the race um like a green track brand new track and i think we were i was i was all uh oops sorry you guys got me sorry i was all um everybody felt like we fired off tight um because we had no grip on the track because it was cold and it kind of just got kept getting tighter so um we we made sure we were trying to free the cars up for the for the longer runs and um we did a good job with that coming off of this weekend with that win now sitting uh three points behind points leader Corey heim in the arc menard series currently leading the west points though because again being a combo race and winning that event put you the leader there um busy summer here for you though between your xfinity schedule and your arca schedule is it safe to say though you're still wholeheartedly planning on chasing that arca championship yeah for sure i'm, I'm always my main focus this year is to win the ARCA championship and win as many races as I can in that series and especially the Xfinity series. Um, and, and hopefully we can get that job done. I feel like the last couple of years we've had a good opportunity to, we just never really put the, or just got good results. Um, but this year I feel like we, we've got a good, good uh, shot at winning it. And I'm really excited to see what, what it comes for. A ton of resources for you at Joe Gibbs Racing, a fleet of NASCAR Xfinity drivers, a fleet of NASCAR Cup Series drivers. Have you gotten close with any of those guys yet? And are you able to talk to them going into some of these race weekends? Yeah, I've got great teammates here at Joe Gibbs Racing, and I can reach out to a bunch of them for any information I need. They're very helpful, um, and, and we're family here at Joe Gibbs Racing. So anything anybody needs, we make sure we're helping everybody out. And to continue on the conversation of family, uh, a lot of us got to see the video footage. And we've seen it before um, of your wins of having, you know, Coach Gibbs there with you, obviously racing such a family sport. What does it mean to you to be able to have, you know, not only your family members there, but your team in general is a family team and to get those wins for, you know, Coach Gibbs and to keep the wins in the family name? Um, it's very nice to win with my family and my grandpa and my dad and my mom. You know, there's a lot of people behind um, 
behind this and and they all want to win and it's really cool to have your family there to watch you do what you love it's uh it, it's very a cool moment for me and, and definitely my family so it's uh, always really nice to have them there i love them so it's a uh, really good do you remember that moment when when you were younger which wasn't that long ago when when you said i want to do that i want to be a full-time race car driver do you remember when and, and where that moment was um yeah i've definitely had different moments of that when i was younger um my first really realization i enjoyed it i i didn't i didn't want to race because i didn't want or because of wins i wouldn't just do it because i enjoyed it first of all and i really enjoy racing in general and i, I love what i do so i always work really hard at it and i enjoy it and um one of those first moments i had when i was i first got a good part a real time like a real go-kart at um in millbridge speedway and i feel like I was like, this is just awesome. And especially you're in the dirt there too. So being in the dirt as a kid is the greatest thing of all time. So I enjoyed that. And, and since then, I've kind of kept pursuing my 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 passion and goal or dream for the sport. And I just kept racing, racing. I enjoy racing, all different types of racing from NASCAR to dirt racing to F1. I enjoy all of it. I'm obsessed with it. So I, I always enjoy it. So. It was cool to see uh, after that first Xfinity win of yours, some of the pictures that came out of the woodwork, including a picture Nick Hoffman posted of what seemed like just a handful of years ago, getting you fitted in your first go-kart and, you know, fast forward a couple years and you're an Xfinity winner. But final question here for you. We often see uh, the ladder in NASCAR, whether that's through short track racing, the Arkham Menard series, and then we consider the ladder of the truck, then the Xfinity series, then the Cup series. And you're really making that jump from the Arkham Menard series to the Xfinity series, what was the thought process behind going ahead and diving into the Xfinity series? And we often hear trucks don't really translate when it comes to driving these Xfinity Cup Series cars. Uh, but what was that conversation and the thought process for you in go ahead and diving into the Xfinity series? Yeah, first of all, I just want to say NASCAR just does a great job with all the all the top three series, um, the NASCAR Truck Series, the Xfinity Series, and the Cup Series, and um. You know, the people back at Jokers Racing, the management group felt like that Xfinity Series going to there over the truck series was a, a better switch. And, you know, I'm going to do whatever they think because they, they're the minds behind the backing of Jokers Racing and, and, and they make all the smart decisions. So, um, you know, I'm just I'm just enjoying what I do and I love racing. So anything I get a chance to do the race and drive, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I'll take that opportunity. Willing to get behind the wheel of anything. You love to see it. Again, Ty, thank you so much for hanging out with us here. Congratulations on your win this past weekend. And we're really looking forward to uh, watching the success you're going to have this up and coming summer. Thank you. Thanks for letting me come on. Again, that was Ty Gibbs, your winner this past weekend in the Arkham Menard Series event from Phoenix Raceway. But when we return, we've got your Wheel and Engineering Wheel and Modified Short Track Spotlight with Kyle Rickey. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 52. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. 
At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Time now for another Wheel and Engineering Modified Driver Spotlight, and we are joined now by 33-year-old New York driver Andy Jankowiak, or many know him as Andy J. And first off, Andy, thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. Before we start and talk about the racing stuff, how many track announcers mess your name up? Um, <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> the uh... Which is surprising because your family's been involved in, in modified racing forever. So you would figure. You know, it's, 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 it's the Southern tongue that seems to have the hardest time with the Polish last name. It's like that the Scots-Irish thing. I just don't think a lot of Polish people migrated to the South when they first got here. So um, that a lot of people just don't want to attempt it. So they, I think they just try to rush their way through it. If you just stop and sound it out, it's, it's, not, it's not too hard to get. It's just... Uh, People want to try to drop the N out of there and, um, or, you know, take the whiskey on the N. So it's, uh, I've heard every version of it. There we it's go. Good talking point. It, it, that, that sure it is. Made up with a phenolic pronunciation of Jane Kowiak on it. And, uh, got to sell a couple of those and, uh, see if we can, um, uh, you know, expand our popularity a little bit doing that. Absolutely. Um, Let's start at the beginning. Uh, for you, uh, obviously, you've already made some headlines this year running in the Arkham Menard Series race at Daytona, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But mentioned a moment ago, your family's been in this sport for, for a long time. Um, what obviously got your interest in motorsports? I'm assuming the family. Yeah, absolutely. The family. Um, you know, I grew up with, uh, you know, the stories of my dad and my uncle. And he, my mom was a race car driver. She was the only female that won a Lancaster Speedway for like, I don't know, until like 2005 or something crazy like that. So uh, definitely a family affair. And I grew up with all the stories with my dad and my uncle. So, um, you know, I was always just trying to, you know, um, add myself to, to their story and their legacy and then keep that story going. And uh, that that's just where it got started. And uh, I don't know, my mom said I was playing with little matchbox modifieds and, you know, organizing races uh, as soon as I, you know, do with my hands. So um, she said she knew I was going to be involved in it. And, um, you know, even growing up, I was on pit crews, and as soon as I get into a go-kart, I got into a go-kart, and as soon as I could twist enough arms to get into a street stock, I did that, and then, you know, I just have uh, always had that ambition for sure. Was there ever any pushback? Because, you know, those that know your family history, you mentioned your dad and your uncle both passing away in accidents uh, in, a, <clears throat> in a race car while you were an infant, one or two years old. Uh, for your uncle, you were one, your dad, you were two. Uh, you grow up a few years later and, and take interest. Was there any pushback uh, from, from the rest of the family? No. Uh, my mom said she pretty much knew, um, you know, that was going to end up being a race car driver. So, and she says her theory always was if, if she tried to stop me, it was just going to make me want to do it more. So she just kind of let it go where it was going to go. And, um, you know, she was the one that drove me to the go-kart races when I first got a go-kart and, uh, you know, so she's always been supportive 100%. Michael Jake's always been supportive 100%. He was, uh, you know, there picked grown for my first go-kart race. And, um, you know, it, we, we come from a racing family. And, and like I say, racing took a lot from us, but racing gives a lot to us too. So, um, you know, it, you know, we, we, we do love it. And um, it gives us something to talk about all week and something to look forward to on the weekend. 
you mentioned go-karts kind of bring us through your path up to uh where you are here in 2021 obviously the modifieds are in there but ultimately what got you to the modifieds uh it almost stopped at go-karts because i wasn't very good at go-karts um but but somehow i survived and uh, we got to a street stock and um did really well with that and um lucky enough i got a, a sportsman ride out of that uh, just someone noticed me in the street stocks which uh, they're like our SK cars, uh, two barrel modifieds. So, uh, and I ended up driving for a guy that um, put a lot of money behind the team and, and we won a bunch of races. And um, after that, I, I bought my first modified and we did well with that. And, you know, pick up a couple modified rides over the years. And obviously somewhere in there, we got involved with the indoor three quarter midgets and uh, that's gone really well. And uh, just so on and so forth. And then, um, you know, this year we had an opportunity to move up into try doing uh, the Daytona race at ARCA and uh, you know it was always just going to be a, a wait and see kind of thing to see how that went and I don't know if it was gonna be one race or, or more and, and uh, obviously it went pretty well and um, right now we're, we're, we're trying to you know chase down sponsors and and uh, keep uh, keep racing at this level a little bit more so uh, that's been the, uh, the focus this year so far uh, currently uh, building another modified well built another modified and uh, got that thing off the jig and uh, you know we're going to start the year with uh, some fresh ideas and uh, when we go back to racing some modified stuff this summer and uh, build another three-quarter midget for outdoors and we're going to you know be racing that all over so we'll, we'll be busy I got my dirt 358 modified ride too so um, with wow. that I'm kind of I'm still kind of a rookie at that so that's kind of a learning experience so don't look for any statistics on that yet but um, staying busy got a full schedule I was going to say, other than that, uh, not much going on here uh, this summer. Um, you mentioned and, and you've made your name in the modifieds, in the indoor racing up here um, in the Northeast as well in, in the winter months. Has the full fender stuff always kind of been on your bucket list? Um, you know, I, I think there's, there's just a natural ascension to motorsports. You know, I, I love racing the modifieds and, you know, the modifieds are you know, always where my heart's going to be. And it, it's probably what I enjoy the most, but, um, I mean, there, there's always just a natural ascension and you want to go race at the next level. And, um, you know, it's exciting to, to be doing what we're doing and, um, you know, kind of seeing how things work differently. Um, I'm actually in North Carolina right now, working on the car and it's spent a lot of time down here, courtesy of my friend, Andy Sice, who can put me up and let me work on the car over there while we get things sorted out. And, um, it's been exciting to kind of see how it all works and, and, and learn how, uh, you know, the, the sponsorships work down here and in the marketing and kind of learning that game. Cause that, that's what it is. Cause just the, you know, the, the jump in money from, from what we was doing to what I'm trying to do now is, is pretty enormous. So it, it becomes as much about trying to, you know, find sponsorships as it does, you know, trying to get the car ready. So, um, you know, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of energy, it's a lot of effort, but uh, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. And, um, you know, getting to go race, you know, cool tracks like Daytona and Talladega and, and, uh, you know, whatever else we can muster up from this is uh, pretty, pretty cool. So, um, I'm, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. I, I wouldn't be doing anything else right now. So it, it's cool, but, uh, you know, I'll always, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be back home racing my modified this summer too. So we're looking forward to that too. A top 10 finish in the season opening Arkham Menard series race at Daytona international speedway, your first start, your first super speedway start. How would you describe that day? 
It's pretty wild. I mean, we had a clue the car was good because we, we were second quick in practice the day before. So we, we kind of knew we, we had something to work with. And um, man, it was just, I, I probably still hasn't sunk in. I probably, I, I, I go back in my mind and I, I think about the race and I remember little like pieces of it. And it's just like, wow, you know, we're really at Daytona. So I'm not sure if stuff like that really how many times you got to do that before it really starts to sink in and, and feel more normal but it hasn't hasn't done that yet so it, it's still pretty cool um you know it, it's just cool to be out there it's cool to be racing with these guys and and um you know obviously it's just it's really hard to, to sum it all up into words but you know it, it, it was always an ambition of mine to, to go race daytona and and you know try to compete on this level and, and that's as racers that that's what we we strive to do, you know, we, we try to go race at that next level and, and, you know, I mean, race at Daytona, I mean, that's the dream. So uh, there's, there's no other way to describe it, you know, so that part of it's cool, but you know, it's like a 50, 50 thing too. Cause you know, at the same time, you know, if I'm a racer, so it's like, yeah, we're at Daytona, like, this is cool, you know, and I get a lot out of that, but at the same time, if I have a fast car, you know, I have a lot of expectations on myself that I want to go try to do everything I can to try to get the best finish that we can. And, so, you know, there was a lot of, wow, I'm at Daytona, but there was also a lot of, okay, you know, working with TJ Majors and, you know, working with Donnie Richardson and work with Mike Dayton. It's like, okay, like, you know, what do we got to do to go win this race now? You know, what's their strategy? Um, you know, so it, it's definitely twofold. It, at some point it is just racing and you're just trying to go win a race. But, um, you know, being at Daytona, it, it, it's cool. I'm a nerd for that, for sure. It was fun to watch you out there as, as we were broadcasting the event. Andy, thanks for taking the time to join us here and look forward to seeing you at the racetrack this summer, both in hopefully the full fendered car as well in the Arkham Menard series, along with your modified. Yeah, we'll be busy. Keep an eye on us. Thank you so much. Andy Jankowiak, our Wheel and Engineering Modified Driver Spotlight here this week on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 52. With race season now well underway, we're continuing to see many short tracks open up their regular season and start to host some of the bigger races in the schedule, including South Alabama Speedway hosted the Rattler over the weekend, uh, Friday night or Saturday night. Featuring the Baby Rattler, where Steven Nassi took the win. He looked to sweep the weekend, but fell one position short in the Rattler 250 on Sunday, where Ty Majeski was dominant over Steven Nassi, Daniel Dye, Derek Griffith, and Kyle Plott. Out on the West Coast, though, the Asparagus Cup 125 was at Stockton. I still have no idea why it was called the Asparagus Cup, so I'll have to look into that. But it was a $7,500 pro late model race. Uh, Jeremy Doss took the win over Blaine Roca and Logan Zampa. Out at Madeira, they opened up their season with the junior late models. Hale McClenney took the win, and in the pro late models, it was Carlos Vieira. And Irwindale Speedway also opened up their season with twin late model races. 
Trevor Huddleston sweeping both of those. Out here in the Carolinas, though, Caraway Speedway had their season opener on Sunday where they hosted the Smart Modified Series. And to no one's surprise, it was big money Matt Hirschman who collected the win over Burt Myers and John Smith. On a last lap pass yes. uh, <laughs> of the 99 lap event, uh, Matt Hirschman got around Burt uh, and was able to take the money from Burt uh, there at the checkered flag. Uh, the Wheel and Modified Tour, uh, mourning the loss of a, a longtime team owner this week, uh, Salvador uh, Sully Tinio, a uh, longtime team owner on the tour. He was 72 years old, fielded cars from 2011 to 2018, winning 11 times, a majority of those wins with Bobby Santos III, uh, and Santos even on social media this week uh, in remembering uh, Sully, uh, saying that they were actually in talks of hoping to put a deal together for the upcoming NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour season. Also, uh, Jimmy Wilson, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour director, one of my favorite guys in the industry, mainly because he loves Disney World as much as I love Disney World, uh, took to Facebook and and hit on some great bullet points to get fans, to get teams, to get drivers excited about the upcoming Modified Tour season, which begins on Thursday, April 8th. Uh, some of the points he highlighted that all races will be shown on NBC Sports Track Pass so once again and re-eared on NBCSN. Uh, as, and I quote his uh, post saying that uh, provides unmatched TV and marketing exposure. Um, also, uh, all the participating contingency sponsors from last season are back in 2021. They've added E3 spark plugs to the lineup um, and a bunch of bonus money. The Whelan winner of the race award, $3,500. So um, there's a lot of money for these teams to race for over the course of the 14 races. One other note, MRN will have live coverage of the first event on Thursday, April 8th from the Martinsville Speedway. Yeah, a lot of exciting things in the Modified Tour this upcoming season. You mentioned it, Kyle. I'm excited to watch the Modifieds from Martinsville. They've got a lot on their schedule and so much great coverage, not only with the Modifieds, but across our short track racing uh, between Track Pass, Mav TV with the Arca Menard series, uh, Fox covering them as well. We're starting to quickly see more and more coverage for our short track series, and you love to see it. But this up-and-coming weekend, Kyle, you and I are headed down to Atlanta Motor Speedway for some truck racing. Uh, we're not even really going to see each other uh, except for on air due to how travel works to get down there. But uh, looking forward to getting back to Atlanta and uh, doing some truck racing. Yeah, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series opens a, a doubleheader weekend or a doubleheader day on Saturday. Tripleheader weekend of racing as all three of NASCAR's national series are there. I will see you from the booth on pit road. And that's probably all the contact we're going to have because you're in the infield bubble and I'm on the outside of the racetrack bubble. And, um, and with you arriving right before the race, yeah, we're not going to see each other except for through the glass of the MRN broadcast booth. I'll make sure to wave to you. But again, uh, we want to thank everyone for joining us today on NASCAR coast to coast presented by wheel and engineering. Also brought to you by Hercules Tires and thank Ty Gibbs for taking some time out of his day to come on here and talk to us. So we'll catch you guys next week here on Coast to Coast. I'm Hannah Newhouse for Kyle Rookie and producers Alexa Henry and Craig Moore. We will see you guys next week.